0: Love this podcast? Support it and sponsor today. Simply head to OscastNetwork.com for details.
1: It's game day at Raising Canes. If you want to order like a champ, it's action off the field you need to focus on. The only play you're running is chicken. So what combo are you picking? Make it a perfect season. We've got tailgates of hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. All available to order online or on our app. Touchdown! This season is about to be unbeatable. Raising Kane's chicken fingers, one love.
0: There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Which Kelly are you? Edward.
1: People call me Ned. I photograph
2: what my conscience asks me to.
1: Len, they want to have him in the movie! Mad Max 2 is my kind of movie. Shut up!
3: Shut up! Your friend can't come back, Smash. Oh, he's disabled I'm this
0: carer. You're blind.
3: He's an equal opportunity employer. The kids who are sick cannot do the hip-hop anymore.
0: G'day folks, it's Andrew Pierce here from The Curb. Thank you very much for listening and welcome to this podcast. It's all about Australian culture and films and and the Australian life. This podcast is recorded in the lands of the Wajak people of Perth region, and I pay respects to their elders, both past, present, and emerging. On this particular episode, I catch up with the filmmakers who are behind the WA-made wonderful short film Sparkles, which recently had its uh, premiere screening at Flickrfest International Film Festival and is going to be submitted to different festivals around Australia. It is a really, really wonderful short film. It's a short film that appeared on my Best Australian Films of 2020 list. I watched it while it was available on Actor TV and I absolutely love it. Now, a lot of the reason why I love this film is because of the central performance from Tina Fielding, who also wrote the script and she just provides a really wonderful beautiful performance here that I, I really can't wait for anybody uh to see and to absorb how just wonderful it really is i, I love this film a lot uh, this film is directed by jacqueline peltzer who does a fantastic job and just like tina i look forward to seeing everything that jacqueline does in the future too also joined by producer Cody Greenwood too, who she has also done a fantastic work producing this short film. And together they've made a really, really powerful piece of work. Uh, it is full of so much life and vibrance and joy. Sparkles is a film that's about Courtney, who's played by Tana Fielding, a young woman who is seeking to leave her past behind and is moving from a small country town towards the city. And along her path and her the journey she makes a stop at a uh, roadside pub and meets a drag queen from the Outback. And together they share a beautiful uh, moment uh, in the pub that I think is really just wonderful. Now, just like with all films, uh, I think April Wolf says it best that it's not about what happens it's how it happens so there are spoilers in this uh, particular interview about sparkles but don't let that stop you from giving it a listen and enjoying uh this wonderful discussion i really appreciated uh jacqueline tina and cody all sharing their time and giving their time to talk about this beautiful film and I, i really can't wait for the rest of the world to be able to see it because it's it's just wonderful Okay, enough of me praising the film. Um, You're going to get a little bit more of that in this particular discussion, but let's jump on in. I really appreciate you guys taking your time to have a chat as well, because, I mean, as you saw, I sent through the link, I did my best Australian films of 2020 list, and I saw this uh, when you guys put it up on Actor and I really liked it a lot. I watched it a couple of times and really just found it a beautiful short film. So I, it's great to see that you guys are going to have some, you know, fantastic journey ahead uh, this year because I know that people are going to love it. Uh, so, yeah. I hope
3: so, yeah. We can't wait for it. It's always that weird time when you make something and then you, you start to put it in the first couple of festivals but you're waiting for that momentum to kick in that we're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. it's such a lot. Long- I mean, I think you make it and then it's a year later till you finish it and it's usually like almost a year worth of releasing it. Mm. Um, so, yeah. yeah.
0: So when did you film it then? When did you start uh, making it?
1: That's uh, two ago in 2019.
3: Yeah, we shot it in, in is July 2019.
2: Yeah, yeah July yeah. 2019 we shot it, but I was working with Tina since June of 2018. That's three years ago. Um, And we spent about six months working on the script and at the end of it, because Tina wanted to learn how to write um, screenplays and is like an awesome organisation. She had like, she still has like cupboards (laughs) upon cupboards of filing cabinets of like 50 to 100 page handwritten like scripts because she, you know, never got the opportunity to have any training. And so, um, yeah taught her how to write a screenplay and this is the story she wanted to tell and it just got better and better i mean like i remember saying like and what happens next and she was like she meets a drag queen i'm like brilliant like yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept getting more fun and more colorful which is
0: yeah yeah that's boring. awesome i i should add as well where i'm so i'm recording this and i'll probably put it up as a podcast so I should have actually started. If you're happy with that, that's good. Um, but because I'll be putting up as an audio thing, could you all just kind of into, like, introduce yourselves as well, just so that the listeners, they all know who I am. But, yeah, this will be the first time they're hearing you. <laughs>
3: cool. So I'm um, here with Cody Greenwood, and I am the producer. Um, Jacqueline Pelsa, I'm the director. And I'm
1: Tina Berwada, co and I in Spiders.
0: Fantastic. Congratulations to you all once again. Um, Tina, I want to ask you, where did this story come from? Where did the the idea come from? Because it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful.
1: Um, I was from love around uh, where I'm from and that is in Wakanam in Dubai. And um, my family and friends, I love so much and I think uh, because of them that let me make spectres.
2: Yeah, her family were incredibly supportive um, with her screenwriting career. Do you want to tell him the story about the universal?
1: <laughs> um, I couldn't believe my sister. My sister told you uh, that by uh, the quote you've done, um, and etc. I went to um, and I to give them a very first script I have done. And was it, that
2: in, sorry, that was in
1: 2013?
2: 2013. 2013.
1: Um, no, it think. wasn't, no. But when was it? It was a bit before yeah. making Sparkles. It's yeah. A bit before that. I, and then uh, I went from but that way to uh university studio. I gave them everything I had done. As I, I was the star of, of the mat. I and everything that I've got. And... USB, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. USB. And um, I told them if, if, if any director says call me or text me. And I, I, I think but when I first I got back, I got la- loving back on them. She's still waiting. Yeah.
2: See so, yeah well, USB after
0: this, I'm just... certain they're going to be in touch with you. <laughs> I'm certain.
2: <laughs> yeah found the front office or reception and handed over this USB and was just like, when you read it, call me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go on with um, your oh, sparkles. Is. Yeah, so family was super supportive.
1: But it is me.
2: yeah, I think when we first started working together, you know, we were brainstorming. Uh, okay, what, because there were a couple ideas that you had that you might want to write about. You mentioned mm. Star of the Night. But we kind of brainstormed like what Tina wanted to tell a story about. So just keywords. And I think the main keywords were at home and acceptance. acceptance. um, And she was really wanted to um, represent the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, And so, yeah, it's, I think it's whilst um, the story kind of touches on a lot of Tina's experience, it's told through a different character. You know, Tina's had an incredibly supportive. Um, upbringing, but kind of related to that small town feel. Feel being from Rockingham and not living directly in the city. Would you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's like, um It's very. Say. Um, small. It's from small town to the city. Yeah. So um, actually uh, personally I'm like that I'm from uh, South Perth, and sometimes I go to Perth to to was the uh well for well, miles i go to uh traps and paps yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: and you went to the you quite you when you first came out you went to the court yeah. and that's where your first experiences of drag queens
1: Nobody, no we didn't know it was oh, connections Conne- yeah, sorry connections. connections
2: not the court <laughs> connections was the first time you kind of yeah. experienced that world and you loved it yeah yeah <laughs>
0: It's so wonderfully presented in the film as well. The, the relationship between the two characters is just so beautiful and tender, and it feels so, you know, completely Australian as well. Um, Jacqueline, what was it like directing Tina and and her script as well, bringing it to life? You, you know, it's a pretty big it's a pretty big task to be trusted to to bring somebody's story to life on the screen. So, what was that like? Yeah, it
2: was, um, well, I think initially when Tina. Because I, I said to her when she finished the script, you know, it was I, we, it was in a really good state and I said we should put it up for funding and, you know, um, I had kind of been introduced to Tina as a director and it was kind of blurry lines there for a little bit and I said, you, I, you know, you can have, I'll set you up with whatever director you want to go for, you know. You, you, I made some suggestions, She you know, suggested that she did some research and then she asked me to direct it. But I think she knew that we had worked together for so long that I think it was a natural yes. Obviously, like, I loved the story, but I just really enjoyed working with Tina. I think we just, we we work together really well. Um, we like to tell stories about the same kind of things, you know, about belonging and stories that just kind of, you know, encourage more kindness and awareness. And um, I think, you know, directing her was honestly probably... my best experience directing an actor because, I mean, there was a, you know, we put in a lot of work and it was Tina's first time on screen. But to work with an actor, maybe um, other actors might hate me for saying this, but, like, (laughs) she came at it with no ego and just was there and was so happy to be there. And to to experience that was epic because it kind of, we were both just super vulnerable and um, that was um a really awesome experience it's yeah it's today it's my favorite experience directing actor and it was you know a challenge for um or directing an actor it was a challenge for me um at you know times because obviously I had to put myself in someone else's shoes and um not that that was the challenging thing but I think all in all i think whenever you work with a new actor you have to kind of figure out how they work and adapt and that's always you know it's only my third oh, fourth short film so i'm still kind of figuring it out and so but yeah it was epic it was it was it was a yeah match made in heaven <laughs> mm. and for yeah. you
0: cody as well i know you've done a lot of producing work i, I really like mystic pines too i thought that was really great um what was the what was the challenge coming on board with with Sparkles and and how did you bring your producing hat to a film like this?
3: Yeah, um, it wasn't really. I, I'd done a, a quite a few short films beforehand. The only challenge with this because, um, you know, the team was really great. I wasn't worried about that. It was more that uh, the location, <laughs> um, because you know we'd always sort of thought about shooting it out in. Kalgoorlie or Southern Cross and you know even though it was a short film we still had a fairly large film crew to take out there with us Um, and then outside of that it's also finding locations that we could shoot in Perth as interiors and then shoot the rest of the exteriors in Southern Cross ages yeah it was a long locations were were the hardest part of this film by far because I think everybody that was involved in it was so excited to be involved in it that the crew and the cast and you know all of that was just wonderful but it was just trying to bring Tina's vision of a country town to life uh on a short film budget which is always a bit tricky <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and then um, on top of that our main, our main actor lived in Kalgoorlie and so yeah, bringing him down actually, yeah. for re- rehearsals and also factoring I I said to Cody I want like um two weeks worth of rehearsals or three mm. weeks as much time as possible and I mean it's like the best thing when you have a producer that says, "Yeah, sure, no problem," and then they just do the sweating behind the yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was it was fun. Though. But yeah, Gary, poor thing, we dragged him from Kalgoorlie to Perth, back to Kalgoorlie to Perth, the Southern Cross. He was sort of all over WA, but he didn't mind. <laughs> how, how
0: did you find him as well? Because he's he's really great. He's wonderful. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So our
2: so uh, Simone Flavel, who work, worked at Data at the time, she um, she's the one that matched made. Um, me and Tina, and she suggested him he um i think uh she'd known him from theater mm-hmm. and he'd been and knew that he had done film but like not since like the 90s he hadn't been on screen for a long time um but or like early 2000s but yeah, she recommended him. And honestly, I saw a picture and I, like, and we had a phone call and that was it. I, like, cast him over the phone call and he was like, you don't even know what I look like. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't to search you, obviously. <laughs> um, but had not seen him perform or anything, but just I just thought he had the right energy and, again, was just so willing. And it's great to find people that are just excited by the story and are so willing to kind of... You know, because I think the biggest thing when you're stepping into a directing role is, like, feeling a lot of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and, like, you know, and so to have people that are just, like, willing to figure it out with you is is, is really um, a good thing mm-hmm. and, yeah, a privilege, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah, there, there's a touch of, like, Muriel's wedding with the, the singing and the dancing and stuff like that in here. Oh. Was that kind of an inspiration or...? <laughs> Um, not,
1: not for me. It's, it's not. Um, I do love the movie, my friend. But I really, for me, is uh, I'm a kiyoki rapper. So yeah. in I think kiyoki is one that one that really gave me to sing. Not gonna but I, I often sing all, all the time. But I really, love, I really like to bring a kiyoki um, rapper in to I'm as I love karaoke
0: yeah
2: <laughs> karaoke lover I know yeah. it's, it's doing that I'm just like I'm never not doing a film with a dance number like yeah. even if like you don't even hear it but there was a full routine and like I'm just the biggest dance mom <laughs> like, yeah it's just so much fun but I think it shows that scene in particularly shows a huge part of Tina's personality because she is. Like yeah a performer and loves karaoke and it's just like has an energy about her that I think is pretty similar to Courtney Mm. in terms of just excites people about life and brings you know the best out of people and also like teaches you know Tina's taught me about embracing myself more than anyone else you know in terms of just like sheer confidence and, (laughs) and, and funk and groove it's yeah it's great
0: Yeah, well, I definitely do think that we, you know, Australian cinema does need a lot more dance scenes. I was thinking that the other day. I was like, we need more dancing. There's so much more dancing that needs to take place. So please, yes, Jacqueline, do that for us in the future.
2: (laughs) Everything we do now, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. if it doesn't make sense, like a
0: real Ferris Bueller moment in yeah. every film. Love like. <laughs> Well, it's like it's like yeah, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. I know that it's a Bollywood thing, but you know the very last thing and scene in that film is a dance scene, and it feels kind of like out of nowhere. I want more out of nowhere dance scenes, but <laughs> it feels very organic in this one. So yeah, that's really good. Uh, with that in mind, what's uh, what are your all three of your uh, karaoke songs that you choose? What, what do you sing when you go to karaoke? <laughs>
3: I mean I actually don't do karaoke because I've got such a terrible singing voice. Um, but I'd probably do like Tina Turner or something. Yes. Like, like simply the best. Yes. Something. Um mine is
2: always Woman and Womack teardrops. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my I think I mean I'll sing anything, but that's definitely at the top of the list.
1: Uh for me I'd be sitting Sitting Dion, I will, will go
3: on. My heart yeah. will go on. Yeah, um, I'm you doing? You doing? That we heard and everything. You do every, You're good at pretty much every triple, song. Triple, yeah.
2: oh right, triple threat.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Can dance as well. Can really dance.
3: But there was a lot of dance
2: offs in the Southern Cross pub. Also, mm. us walking into the Southern Cross pub with <laughs> an image.
3: Yeah, a like,
2: parade of. Um, I've got this like photo on my phone of like swan beer can and we were cleaning out and there was just like pink feathers everywhere yeah. from, and, and and all these swan beer bottles on the ground and it kind of was like we left our mark like yeah. it's like pink and <laughs> everywhere Although yeah.
3: we, we were really like everywhere that we did shoot really embraced the film like Southern Cross Pub I haven't spoken to you guys about it but they want going to do a screening at the pub oh yeah the manager wrote oh, me yesterday yeah. and true. um I'm gonna get back to her about that today but there's just everywhere that we we shot. Everyone's been the, the There's a scene at the end um, in a gas station, and Maz, whose gas station it is, and Gal Karagul, and she came to the premiere, and she always writes to me. So you know you don't often have that when you shoot. Most of the time, you, as a film crew, you're more annoying if anything, yeah. and they just want to get rid of you. But everyone yeah, really that. loved having us around to shoot.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, Tina, know. what was it like <laughs> stepping on set for the first time as well with? Your story what was it like being there and being able to tell this this particular story
1: it was very exciting uh, to go and like feel the mood uh, feel feel the ass kind of thing and kind of stuff for me so it wasn't that um is not my story but 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 it, in entire it uh, that moment, it isn't a story it isn't it, it, it is me yeah and i don't know you've seen uh the first sermon it's where uh kirya said to um sing, this is this is me and on the big circle i feel like i'm like her in, mm-hmm. in that circle so my circle is all my crew cool, all the cars and Everyone can come down and say, this is this for you because of your story. And I love us so much. Yeah.
2: It, it was really special. I mean, I think when we were filming, you kind of get caught up in the heat of the moment. But um, like Frankie would often, who is our continuity person, she would often like pull me aside and, you know, the curb scene and the karaoke scene, she would just whisper. She was like, I've never seen this before. Like, I've never Mm. actually seen this on screen before. And that, you know, that wasn't to like dust off our shoulders or anything. That was just like a great moment where, you know, I could get out of the fuzziness of like, well of directing on and just pull myself back and be like, Oh, this is actually a bigger moment than that. Like yeah. it doesn't even matter how the film turns out for Tina. This was just such a big moment. And it was just like, it was epic to be a part of it. It was such a thrill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What stories do you have from production that kind of stick out? What, what's kind of the main um, moments that really you'll in years to come, you'll think of them of this when making this film?
3: Um, I think just watching the relationship between Jack and Tina really sticks out I remember on the last night of filming when it was like you know always the last day of filming is just like people are really exhausted just watching the two of you and how you worked together in those last sort of moments where you were exhausted we're all exhausted and Jack and Tina have just got I mean for, for us as a team it was just really important that the the story was authentic and the way that the production run was authentic all that kind of stuff and um you yeah watching you two was probably the highlight i think especially on that last day when things were getting a bit tough and it was chance. 9 p.m at night yeah, yeah. Really they've they just got a very very strong working relationship um Ooh, which is really admirable um and then my other highlight which jack kind of touched on before is her turning into a dance mum during their <laughs> during the routine because we actually did that to Delta Dawn wasn't yeah mean? it was yeah, Delta so Dawn by Helen
2: Hel- Reddy yeah um and <laughs> there's so many videos of me just like having my water bottle up being like all right now big smiles and hands and three two one go <laughs> just loving it it was so much fun yeah um, but that that routine we made up on the first day of rehearsals because yeah. To be honest, I had a day and we, Tina and Gary had just met that day, but we only had three weekends with them. So I knew I had to hustle, but um, the that day I just couldn't find the groove. You know, the exercises that wow. I was running yeah. weren't it's really like, working. Um, and so I was like, let's make up the dance because we all knew it was coming and it was kind of a way that we bonded really quickly because yeah. we all kind of like came up with moves and came up with the song together and um, it was just... Yeah, it was and we did that dance with the team so many times over. Because there's so many logistics yeah, yeah. to that poor Gary in those mm. boots as well. My God. <laughs> that anyway. was definitely the Sorry, what was your what
1: was your well, highlights? Um I say um from first day on set to the last, is all my all my allies mm-hmm. coming coming through to see my story come, come alive and I was waiting for the moment to like I suffered that I actually dreamed of for a long time. Mm. So, I mean, all the ma. Mm.
2: I mean, that was yeah, pretty epic. I mean, when I first met Tina, I was 23 and she was 37. And I think that really hit home in terms of like this was the first opportunity she was getting to kind of live out her dream in recent – you've done community theatre and stuff, but with with data and the NDIS, this is kind of the first time that you got to put stepping stones to make it a reality, and I I think that just really hit home of, like, uh, it shows, yes, how far we've come, but it kind of shows how much time we have to make up for and how many stories weren't told during that Mm -hmm. time. And, um, yeah, so that really hit home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I imagine this is not going to be like the first and last time that we'll see you guys working together then.
3: No, we just (laughs) put another funding application for something the other day. (laughs) Great.
0: Cool. We
2: hope it sparkles as well, and hopefully, we can turn it into a series or a feature, you know? Down the line, that would be an ultimate dream because yeah, I think yeah. that's that short. I mean, we've always talked about it, it changed so much. Originally, yeah. when we wrote it, it was a train journey across that's the true. peninsula yeah, to Sydney. To oh me. yeah,
3: that's right. Talking about that's when you said earlier about you know, and with my producer hat on, I think the first script was on a train, and I was like, <laughs> hmm, how, "How are we going to travel across Australia on a train <laughs> in this budget?" But it kind of morphed over time.
2: Um, but yeah, so it would be great to kind of. Um, you know, if we got the opportunity to in the future, I think it'd be great to kind of combine those two scripts and stories, yeah. and 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 make a larger a, thing out of it. Because there's so much that we didn't go into, yeah. you know. But us um, be short films. Mm.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. there seems to be a lot more, um, a lot more focus and a lot more celebration on on making films in Perth lately. There's, certainly last year there has been a lot more discussions about. The fertile ground and and scene that we've currently got here so i'm hopeful and i'm sure that you're hopeful too that that will kind of um carry on and snowball from here because there seems to be a lot of interest uh both domestically and internationally in making films here are you all excited for whatever's to come
3: yeah i mean i personally think that wa is just it was already starting to you know there's a lot, a ton of films being made here but I think with news of the studio that's potentially coming here and all the rest of it that it's just going to become a real focus within Australian cinema which is really exciting um and I think it's great that Screen West are putting out initiatives like the out now one that they've just done which is sort of shining a light on the films that we all need to be making and watching and all that kind of stuff so yeah I'm really excited about it at the moment I think there's a lot of opportunity here yeah also Screen West is the first um uh
2: organization to roll out a like diversity and inclusion plan, action right. plan. I'm pretty sure yeah. they were the first if not one of the first so I'm pretty yeah. sure like an actual action plan to um, engage um, you know practitioners and, and funding streamlined towards that so yeah I, I'm really excited about I think WA has always been a great incubator and I think in recent years it's shown that we have capacity as well um, so hopefully all the all the crew that I have gone east will
0: come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I've taken up a lot of your time, and especially on a public holiday, I really appreciate it. There's this, you know, I'm uh, a huge fan of this film and I'm a huge fan of, of what you're all doing and working with and, and really excited to see what comes forward. Um, One of the last kind of questions I want to ask is the costumes. The costumes are so vibrant and exciting. How did you organise that? And is that from your own closet, Tina? Is Are they your own... <laughs> Did you get to keep um, them? <laughs> I really
1: don't think I'm but no, no, no. We got a best costume designer, her name is Tex Montana. She is asking me uh, what kind of costumes, if, if I say, okay, my can need double demon or maybe I do a dual costume concept and she will look into it and... She it, yeah. and step at Blackbird. So. Yeah,
2: Texas, like you know, come to be a really close friend of mine. And she, I think, on initial meeting, you just know that she's okay. She's got the capability and the know how, but she's actually got talent. She's yeah, got real talent talented. as a costume designer. And she was the one. Like, I'll give her full credit. She was the one. I remember it so vividly <laughs> because we were originally there wasn't in the karaoke scene. There wasn't a um there wasn't two worlds there wasn't like a dream sequence and a and reality and um like text is one of those people that I can just like give my little vision bible to and she'll be like great and she'll just go off that and she'll know exactly what I'm after but she kind of called me and she was just like you know I think if we're gonna do this if we're gonna have that payoff moment we're going to need to actually drag them up. And she was like, what if you intercut that? And I was just like, well, I actually was thinking about that, but I don't know if, you know, logistically if we had the time for that. And she was just like, I just think that if you want to create this kind of dreamy nostalgic world, you're going to have to go there. Jack. Otherwise mm. it's just like the movie wouldn't pay off otherwise. I don't feel. um, And so, and even though it's not the end of the film, it's, it's a real point, you know, that, kind of highlights what the story is about and so um yeah so I'll give her full credit and for someone you know I think I got really lucky with the people that are around me in terms of like I just have these people that do their roles that just bring so much like like it it wouldn't be sparkles without text it wouldn't be sparkles without our makeup it wouldn't be Mm sparkles without Gemma or all these people you know Mick um I think when you find people that can do the job, but also add production value. I think that's a real special quality.
3: Yeah. We got really lucky.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, you've done a great job. Um, I guess wrapping up, is there anything, what's the kind of last thing that you want people to take away from this film and, or going into it? Uh, Because I I understand, obviously we're, we're heading into kind of uh, stepping into festivals and stuff like that, where sparkles will be shown. What do you want people to know going into going to see this film?
2: I just Um, kind of ruined it with a karaoke No, I don't think so. I think
0: that people still love it completely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is really important to me is an acceptance for who they are and what they are. So I I, I really like to bring back actors from and I I, I experience it to myself. So I I really love that.
2: I I think it's a film that just makes people feel good. I think that was when we had the cast and crew screening, that was a big, people were just like, I just, it just, I just could not stop smiling Mm. that night. And I just, you know, if we can bring joy whilst showing, you know, people that haven't typically historically been on screen before have their moment, I think um, that's, yeah, it's a very joyful film, which I really love about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you all so much. Uh, Again, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you sharing the stories of making sparkles. Uh, It means a lot. Yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you
0: very much for giving us the time. There we go. That is Tina Fielding, Cody Greenwood and Jacqueline Peltzer talking about their short film Sparkles, which is a beautiful, wonderful short film that I'm sure that you'll be able to see at a lot of film festivals heading out around 2021. It recently had its world premiere at Flickrfest Film Festival, and congratulations to the team for that great achievement. This is a beautiful short film. I love it a lot. Uh, You've heard me praise it up to high heavens, and and yeah, I think that everybody should watch it. Head over to rushfilms.com.au to also check out the other work that's uh, done by the team there. It's really worthwhile. Lots of stuff there and head over to the Facebook page for me, uh, The Curb AU on Facebook and Curb AU on Twitter. CurbAU.com, well no sorry, thecurb.com.au is the website address. Any queries, send me an email, contact at thecurb.com.au and hey, a little bit of help goes a long way. Head over to patreon.com forward slash thecurbAU as little as a dollar a month helps keep the site independent and running. Really means a lot, and thank you very much uh, to the folks that have recently joined. On it, it helps keep this site going and, and keeping it independent, and that means a lot. Hey. Thank you all guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, I hope that you're all staying safe. I'm now recording this intro and outro in Lockdown Perth. Uh, So, you know, hopefully uh, all will go fine for us here in Western Australia, but that's where this short film comes from. And I guess if uh, if there's one kind of note that I want to leave you all on, is to check out some WA-made short films or WA-made feature films. We've got a lot of really brilliant WA-made films out there. Uh, Recently, Rams has hit Blu-ray and DVD, so check that out uh Dirt Music, I quite like that film. That's also available on DVD and Blu-ray as well. There's also a bunch of other ones that, uh, you know, Sparkles was on the, the best feature films and short films, uh, Australian film list of 2020 that I put out last year. And there's a lot of great WA-made films on that one too, including Below, which is out on uh, streaming services as well as on DVD too. So make sure to watch out some WA-made films. And celebrate West Australian cinema. We do a lot of great stuff here. and I like to get behind it as much as possible. So yeah, if you're a filmmaker or somebody who wants to chat about your films, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, guys, stay safe. Wear a mask. Uh, stay socially distanced and look after each other. We'll get through this together. Take care.